The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host. Galen McDowell. I'm the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. Um, All month I've been interviewing people who are out in the world spreading spirituality, empowerment, and transformation in the world. And today we have two guests who uh, are doing magnificent work in the world, and I want to make sure that I expose you to their work. So today I have on the show uh, Michael Holgate and Conroy B. Wilson, who wrote the book that will be available very soon all over the world, Your Empowerment GPA. Michael and Conroy, how are you doing? Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Good, man. We're good. We're good. Good. All right. So, you know, obviously – you know, you gave the people when we were at Panorama of Truth, just for full disclosure, um, Michael and Conroy are associated with our um, with, with uh, the Universal Foundation for Better Living's church in Kingston, Jamaica, uh, Universal uh, uh, Center of Truth, which is led by the Reverend Dr. Sheila McKeithen, who's also the president of the Universal Foundation for Better Living. So we're family. Uh, and they gave us a glimpse of and it allowed us to purchase some books that are coming out for everyone on Amazon.com, et cetera, in about three weeks or so, three to four weeks. And so I wanted to give everyone a preview of what's coming up. So when the book drops, you make sure you get it. Let's make sure we turn this book into an Amazon bestseller. So, Michael and Conroy, um, could you give us a little bit of background on you first, uh, so the listeners know who they're listening to before we actually start talking about the principles in the book. Okay. So, um, Connor and I are theater and culture experts, and we have different backgrounds in terms of theater and culture. Conor does music. I do dance. Um, and, 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 you know, we're both directors of the Ashe company. Uh, Conor has his background in, uh, behavior change communication in terms of his master's. I have a master's, well, my bachelor's is in literature in English, and I have a master's in cultural studies. And so it's a, it's a great partnership. And of course, we're both uh, full members of the Universal Foundation for Better Living through the Universal Center of Truth for Better Living in Jamaica. 
And so our background is really um, around all of these different things. It's spiritual truth principles. It's new thought. It is culture. It is um, theater. It is behavior change, um, communication. And we are both doing work in ASHE, through ASHE. Um, we're doing work that looks at uh, reproductive health and sexuality rights, human rights, um, uh, climate change, environmental um, protection of the environment, reproductive health, as I said before, and, you know, drugs and family life. So we do various, um, we do work on various social issues, um, and we are all about empowerment, empowerment of people, young people, old people, um, spiritual beings. And so that is the kind of work that we have been doing. Empowerment is... All right, all right. All right, so... um... Conroy, did you want to jump in and add anything to that? No, uh, just the fact that, um, as Michael said, most of our stuff is based in empowerment, but not just regular empowerment. What we would like to term as creative empowerment is the basis on which we operate, is the basis on which we address every issue, from your spirituality to your financial well-being to your emotional well-being, your, your relational well-being, all aspects of your life. And so your empowerment, GPA, which is a book that we just coined, kind of brings together all the work that we have done over the last 24 years um, in terms of looking at empowerment with various target groups, including young people, including um, churches, including corporate entities, including schools, communities, you name it. All right, all right. So let's get to the book, um, Your Empowerment GPA. When people hear GPA, they normally think of the grade point average. So... um, why this book and why this title? Well, okay, so that's true. People think of the grade point average when they think of GPA. And we have been doing work, as we said, with a lot of young people. And um, we've discovered that they, in spite of some having really good um, GPAs, they can't get jobs. And they're on the work, they're on the job, and some of them are on the job, and they're, they're disempowered. Some people are in various spaces, in their life, and they don't know how to handle things that have come up for them, um, various issues, you know. And so we said, okay, you have that high GPA, and um, everybody's working towards a high GPA, and yet um, it is not something that guarantees you the kind of healthy um, consciousness, the kind of liberty, as you would say, that uh, we're, we're all aiming for. And so because we've always been focused on empowerment, we said, well, there is a GPA, an empowerment GPA that is much more important than the, um, the grade point average. And so we have worked it through, and we did some research on our own with the students, with the people who we come in contact with, and we worked out this empowerment GPA, which is not grade point average, but um, grounding platform and audience. And, and the concept of empowerment, um, we know, it sometimes can be such a very big, wide concept. So within the book, you'll see that we look at empowerment as a sense of being and belonging when you understand your value, your worth, and your place in the world. And so we've, we've looked at that, even in the context of our church and, and what we believe. I mean, people come to church every single day, and you'll hear the principles. And um, in some areas of your life, you may be wonderful and excellent, and there are some other areas that, despite knowing the principles, they're still not expressing or demonstrating that sense of well-being and health, wholeness and happiness, which is our birthright. 
And so your employment GPA seeks to look at what are the tools. First of all, what are the blocks to you experience in that employment? And then what are some practical tools that you can use on a daily basis um, to move through that space? And they're so in alignment with what we believe because it's all of what, as New Thought Christians, we believe anyway. All right, beautiful, beautiful. So as, um, and we're going to drill down on, on the principles in the book. I do want to make sure that I let the, audience who are, who's listening know that they can't call into the show if you have a question or you want to make a comment to uh, Michael or Conroy the number is 888-558-6489 888-558-6489 and um you know just to make sure that we're not missing any of this points let's um at times um you all sound a little bit distant so I want to make sure the people aren't missing this point as we start to getting into the crux of the book that, um, that, you know, that we can clearly, clearly hear you. Um, so I want to ask a few questions about the book. Um, obviously I bought the book at Panorama of Truth. And, um, one of the things that you start off the book with, which I think is really interesting is chapter one is called the scam. And, uh, well, that's the page right after chapter one. Uh, it says the scam, you are in prison. And could you explain that? Because when I opened the book and I actually started reading it, I actually, because I understood, I think I understood what you were saying, but I giggled because I was like, they're not playing around. They're just going right to this. Uh, so could you, uh, speak a little bit on <laughs> why you started off the book that way? Well, the truth is that um, a lot of people are walking around, I mean, living free lives, but are in prison, in prison to their emotions, in prison to their thoughts, in prison to their feelings. So there's this sense of um, being that it's somebody else's fault, somebody outside of me. There's no sense of responsibility and there's no sense of looking at what are the areas in my life that um, I may not be working in a particular way. And so we wanted people, we wanted to get people's attention right away be able to ask themselves this question where in my life do i feel stuck where in my life do i feel held back where do i in my life do i feel like i'm doing all that i need to do but i can't move forward i keep coming back to the same place over and over and that for us is prison just like how in the context of what we believe hell is not a physical place that you go to hell is a state of consciousness um, that you live in because of your belief system and how those act out and you know, there's a, it's a, there's a kind of a social contract that we have, um, we haven't signed officially, but by virtue of our parents, our upbringing, our the churches that we've been to, um, the schools that we go to, there's a kind of contract that we sign that these are the rules that we're going to abide by. Now, those rules are very often not rules that make sense. They are not necessarily practical rules for our empowerment. They're just rules that fit the status quo. So very often, even certain aspects of church life is not teaching you um, what will empower you. You don't, you're, you're, some, some spaces you're asked not to question the Bible. You know, some spaces you're, you're, you're told that um, um, race is not something that you can talk about. Certain spaces you're told that um, your, 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 your health in various spaces um, should, should just, you know, you're, you're born and you just take this pill and it makes things better and you're going to have to keep taking certain pills for the rest of your life and the, the medical system um, is working for, for your, your best interest. No, what we're saying is you 
must be working for your best interest. And then you can pick, choose, and refuse the spaces, those things that, um, that are in line with the kind of life and liberty and um, prosperity that you see. All right, all right. So when you, you, you backed it up by basically um, um, speaking on something, what you call seeking meaning. And when I, um, before I asked my question, one of the things that came to mind when I actually read that part of the book was um, in the, you know, our brand of Christian metaphysics, Adam speaking uh, the Lord God or the law, divine laws, we would say metaphysically saying to Adam or the thinker, whatever you name a thing, that's what it is. You know, you, you know, bring the animals to them and you call that a goat, you call that a giraffe, you call that a lion. Not only do you give it a name, but you give it a nature. Yeah. And so, so when I read your, right, right. So when I read that chapter, uh, you know, that, that really came back to my remembrance. So if you could drill down a little bit more on, you know, seeking meaning and that you have this, um, hourglass, uh, not hourglass, magnifying glasses that says human beings are meaning seeking creatures. Could you kind of drill down on that a little bit? Well, well, what, what, what we try to get to in that point is to try to point out that there are several different, um, um, society represented, um, entities, bodies, um, that kind of, which is where we try to seek meaning from. So from our education, we learn a particular thing and we seek meaning. We seek a place of a sense of relevance and a sense of belonging in the world. From the media, we also um, seek some kind of meaning. We're always from religion, from social groups, from our race, from the law, from our family, from politics. So all these various um, um, societal groups and, and settings, institutions, um, kind of add to the kind of meanings that we, we tend to ascribe to ourselves and to our lives. And as you've said, whatever we've named, we've claimed. So Whereas we may go into a particular space and whatever has been um, um, purported there or, or shared there, we have the ability to, to choose what of that space we accept and appropriate, as we would say, within our context, in our life, world, and affairs. And so because we're seeking meaning, our belief system, the belief, the dominant beliefs that we hold, they're going to be joined to us, those spaces and systems that are going to determine what our lives um, looks like and turns out to be. So it just really, it really just comes down to um, what you identify with and how you identify. Because um, as meaning-seeking creatures, if we identify with a particular thing, then for the most part, all of the things that are associated and related to that thing will become part and parcel of our experience. Now, we need to choose clearly what things, what institutions, what ways of being we want to identify with. And then, even if we identify with an overarching philosophy or an institution, we then need to go and choose again. That is where empowerment comes in. When you choose, you have the power to choose what you are accepting into your life, what you, are, what you seek to become by what you cut out of this world. Right, but most of us are operating on default. So we're just we're going around and allowing um, spaces, institutions, um, individuals to determine for us what our choices and our reality is because we are not accepting that we have the power of choice and responsibility, which is the whole thing about empowerment. 
So people can serve up anything. People can tell you anything. People can teach anything. Now you will have to know within what context you are going to accept and how those um, beliefs and systems and norms and values work for you to make you live your happy, healthy, and prosperous life now within the context of who you are. Yeah, yeah. I think that one of the things that um, uh, your book brought out, um, you know, uh, uh, what I call the old school metaphysics is just how important choice is. Um, you know, I often use the analogy in Chicago. Um, there are obviously very, several very large buildings in our downtown area. And, um, you know, one of the largest buildings in the world is the Willis Tower it used to be called the Sears Tower. And not far from it is a building called the John Hancock Building. And I would tell people, hey, uh, if you went down and you wanted to go to the restaurant at the, on the 95th floor, which is the top of the uh, John Hancock Building, they call it the Signature Room. It's a very popular restaurant because you can go up there, eat, and see the entire landscape of the city and the lake and Lake Michigan. And I said, well, if you walked into the elevator and you just allowed the doors to close and you didn't do anything else, would you get to the 95th floor? Possible. <laughs> Maybe you'll end up on some other floors. You don't yeah, know. Right. But until you make the choice, which is pressing the button, you don't activate the power. Exactly. Choice. Right. You and, know. And the other thing about that, that wonderful analogy is that even if you press the button to the 95th floor, it may stop at some other floors. And on those other floors, there may be other things that may pull to your attention or energy. But if you know who you are and know where you are going, then you'll keep on your journey despite all the other influences that may come your way. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So um, drilling down more into the um, the meaning, because I think this is one of the real things that I think people really have to, to really get. Um, when people are seeking meaning um, from a place of lack, because, you know, we're going to give meaning positively or negatively. But when people are seeking meaning from a sense of lack, how does that show up as breakdowns in life? Well, well, the truth is, um, if, if, if you start off, it's just like if you were cooking, right? If you're cooking and trying to make to bake a cake and you started off the ingredients, instead of using um, the flour that you're supposed to use, you use baking soda then you're starting from a position that no matter what you do, even if you do all the correct steps, then you're going to be, you're not going to get the desired result. In the same way, if we're starting, if we're starting from a, a flawed premise in terms of the meaning that we're seeking and our beliefs are based on erroneous thoughts, things that are not really the truth about you as a child of God, then clearly you're going to be, regardless of how much prayers you do, regardless of how much church you attend and how much songs you sing and how much affirmations you declare, you, are go, you, are, you have a, a flawed premise in the same analogy of, of baking the cake. And so those kind of false beliefs, it's important for you to go back to what you believe, which is how the GPA comes in, because the G in GPA is for your grounding, and your grounding is centered around your beliefs. And your, your grounding is not really, it's not just a matter of, okay, I go to church and so I'm grounded. No, it is what you are appropriating from that space that is your grounding. It's not the space itself. As you know, we say um, the church is the people, not the, not the building. And likewise, your grounding is not whether the philosophy is out there or not. It's whether the philosophy is in here, is inside of you. That is when you know you're grounded. 
when you are living from the principles, when your um, when your life is reflecting the, the, the principles that you uh, that your, your your the space espouses. All right, beautiful, beautiful. So, you know, going to a, a, a another concept in the book that I and it is obviously we would have to do multiple shows to go through. Uh, you know how I highlight and writing books. <laughs> you know, being uh, in this work for twenty one years. Um, on, on a day-to-day basis, you know, I devour books. Um, in chapter three, you talk about building blocks. And one of the things that, that you have in here is talking about accepting yourself uh, and what that actually means. Uh, could you get into or explain why is it so important to accept yourself? Um, primarily because most of us, you see, grow up, and especially within the context of our race and Caribbean and stuff, we grow up from a place of hearing a lot of negative stuff with a lot of negative stereotypes. And those tend to influence our choices and our behaviors. And we grow up believing, for those of us who come from a traditional kind of Christianity as well, grow up believing that we're worms in the dust and we're sinners undone, etc., etc. And so even so, you already start from a premise, a flawed premise of, not the premise of Genesis 1, 26, 27, and 28, which is you're a child of God, made in God's image and likeness. And as Reverend Sheila always tells us, you know, in verse 28, and God blessed us and, and, and said, um, you're good. We don't start from that premise. We start from the premise that um, I'm, a, I'm born in sin and shape in, in iniquity. And so if the same thing, if we're starting from that premise, then there's an there's a obvious um, problem. All right, all right. So we're... Um at the time where we got to take our first break. So let me again um, remind the listeners, if you want to call in and ask a question about how you can empower your life, how you can transform your mind, your thinking, your belief system, et cetera, you can call in at 888-558-6489. Let me remind you that this show, along with all the other shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donations. So uh, as you freely receive, freely give, go to unity.fm, click on the donate or giving button. Um, it says one or the other, I'm sure. And um, help support this online ministry so we can get this ministry across the world. There are people that are listening to this show in in the United States, in Canada, in Mexico, throughout the Caribbean, Europe, uh, and Africa, as far as South Africa, um, uh, Central America. So I want to make sure that uh, people always have an opportunity to get this type of message because everybody doesn't have the benefit that Michael Conroy and I have of being exposed to this ministry where we live. So let's make sure that we do what we need to do. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Wouldn't you like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives. We are all on the journey together, making sense of this life, finding our spirituality, growing and evolving. As we travel through this world, Unity Magazine is your resource for gaining a deeper understanding of life. Unity Magazine is on the forefront of spiritual discovery, with articles and features from leading authors, teachers, and philosophers. Stimulate your thinking and strengthen your spirituality with Unity Magazine. 
Sample a free trial issue or subscribe today at unitymagazine.org. Did you know you can reach Unity's 24-7 prayer ministry online? You don't even have to give your name to know the prayers have begun for you or those you love. Someone has been praying around the clock at Silent Unity since 1890, and every request is taken into prayer for 30 days. Why not let us pray with you, too? To submit your prayer request to Silent Unity online, go to unity.org and click on prayer, or call 1-800-NOW-PRAY. Be sure to grab the latest issue of Unity Magazine and read the interview with Ram Das, the iconic spiritual leader of the 60s. He's now focused on how to age consciously. Spiritual author Thomas Moore reflects on grumpy old men and women. And Barbara Bowen writes a touching story about her experience as a caregiver to her mother with dementia. To subscribe to Unity Magazine, go to unity.org and click on Publications. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. We have a caller on the line, uh, uh, Reverend Bobby. Are you there? I am here. Hello, Con Roy. And what was the other person's name? Michael. Michael. Hi. Honey. Michael. Hello. Hello, Con Roy. Hello, Michael. I'm friends with Reverend Sheila and Galen and everyone. How are you guys this morning? Yeah. Wonderful, thank you. It's kind of rainy in in Kingston, but you know it's still nice. Hey, liquid sunshine, my scoutmaster used to call it. <laughs> listen, so listen. The, okay, yeah. yeah, I had a question. As you were talking oh, about yes. people yeah. and and staying focused on their mission and their purpose, and not getting sidetracked. You know, one of Reverend Coleman's uh, uh, um, things that she drilled into us was the discipline and practicing and keeping principles. Could you speak to how important that is to stay disciplined no matter what and allowing this principle to work with your life? Well, one of the big things for me, I always say, is that um, you should do what you know. A lot of the times we form these habits, these bad habits that are not serving us, and um, we go against the things that we know. We go against the principles that we believe, and then when bad things happen to us or things that we don't want to happen, we are, you know, we, we act surprised, and then um, we, we, it seems as if we don't remember that there are principles that we believe, there are principles that work and have been proven um, to work for a long time, and yet we go against them and suffer the consequences of that. And so it's very important that you do what you know. Um, Reverend, Reverend Tomkin always said, um, commitment is doing what you say you will do no matter what. And so if you have principles that work, work the principles, as we, as we say in UFBL. And our, our method of, our practical method of doing that is, is simple, just like how for most of us, we have a habit, a habitual routine. So in the morning, you'll get up and you probably go and uh, brush your teeth first and then you go to your shower, etc. And because you've done that so often, 
you can do it on automatic. You know, the way you drive home, you probably drive home the same way every day. So you could get into your car, follow all the road rules and everything and drive home because it's a habit. And so we said to people, create habits that serve you. And that is the discipline. When you, when you create a habit that serves you, then it becomes automatic. So you go into automatic mode, which brings us to what we have in the book as the rules and the tools of empowerment, which we are also to discuss on this program. I thank you all very much. I am so uh, just excited listening to you. And uh, carry on. This is really good stuff. Reverend Galen, I'll speak with you soon. God bless. Yeah, yeah. And no. I need I need you to show up. I'm having a seminar on uh, and a seminar and a movie on October 28th at the church. So I'm gonna need you to be there. That'll that'll work. I'm gonna write it down on my calendar right now. And and I am making a commitment, as Reverend Mary Tompkins said. <laughs> what you gonna do? I'm gonna be there. God bless you. <laughs> All right. Take care. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> Michael and Conroy, you had mentioned the tools of empowerment um, from the your your book, Your Empowerment GPA. Could you get a little bit into what is the tools of empowerment? Right. So, um, the tools of empowerment are directly linked to what we call the rules of empowerment. So, there are three rules of empowerment. And the first rule of empowerment is what I think and say about myself is far more important than what others think or say about me. So that's rule number one. And basically it's saying that the, the importance, the value and power of what you think, the value and power of thought is linked to that belief system. And so what you think is more important. So even if people are telling you that you are the best thing um, since um, email and internet, but you don't believe it, then it's, it's not true for you. And the, and the converse is also true. If people are telling you negative stuff, but you choose to believe it, then it is true for you. And if you choose not to believe it, it's the same. So that's rule number one. And rule number two is that it's linked to number one. The work is in and upon the self. So when I change me, when I transform me, then things around me um, transform. It's not about when I change my partner or when I change the government or when I change the prime minister in our case or the president in your case or when I change my employer or when I change anybody else. But when I change me, then I can change the world. And the third rule is fearlessly give up your best to yourself, to others, and to the world. In other words, link to the golden rule. Um, do unto others as you'd like to have done to yourself. And these are the three rules of empowerment. And these three rules are linked to the tools. Now, now the, tools of, the tools of empowerment are clarity, responsibility, and courage. Now, we call them tools because... You know, like if you go to a, a mechanic's shop, the mechanic is going to be using tools of his trade. And likewise, a farmer, doctor, baker, everybody use, um, uses tools of their trade. Now, the tools of empowerment are tools of the trade of empowerment, but you can use these tools because they are accessible to you. Clarity, responsibility, and courage. Whenever you are clear, whenever something happens in your life and you want to work it through in terms of your empowerment, in terms of what is not happening, um, you can go to first clarity. Where am I not being clear in terms of my grounding, my platform, my audience? Where am I not being clear? What is, what is, what is going wrong? Um, it, once you can get clarity, you're in a good place. Then you go to responsibility. 100% responsibility for everything that happens in your life is the next tool that you can use. You take responsibility for that. 
And then the third tool is courage, the courage to act, the courage to be, the courage to do. And if you're using these three tools, then you're on a path towards empowerment. And what happens is, what I personally do is, when something goes wrong, something goes wrong, I say to myself, hmm, let's say I'm in a, an, an argument with someone or, or um, there's, there's some sort of altercation or something is not going the way that I would like. I say to myself, hmm, where am I not being clear in this situation? Or is it that I haven't taken responsibility for something in this situation? Or is it that I wasn't courageous enough to say what I really believe uh, or, or, or think in this situation? You know, so I keep going to clarity, responsibility, and courage. And, and that as well, not just in terms of relationships with other people, but relations, relationship to self. Um, why am I not achieving, accomplishing the things that I say I want to accomplish right away? Am I not clear enough in terms of my goals and my, my um, you know, the premise on which I, I, I choose to live my life? Am I not taking enough responsibility for my life and the way that things are supposed to go? And am I not, or am I not being courageous enough to attack the things, to move forward? You know, and so that is how we use the tools of empowerment. That, among other things, that's how we use the tools of empowerment. To look at um, what is your victim mode concept, because a lot of us, and a lot of the times, we tend to go into what is called victim mode. And then we start, we, 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 we encourage people to choose empowering attitudes. So we're talking about being judgment-free, being complaint-free, and being gossip-free. Now, the, that's, sometimes that's not as easy, because some of these things you just naturally do. You know, somebody will come to you with something, and then you start to judge everything, including yourself, and judge others. You start to complain about what's not going right, and you start to gossip. Now, those are disempowering states. And those only place you in what is more often than not the victim mode as opposed to the empowerment mode. And so we ask you to become conscious. You see, this thing about empowerment is becoming conscious of your daily choices, your daily thoughts, your daily attitudes, your daily responses and reactions, but your daily choices. Because you're either choosing empowered, um, you're either making empowered choices or decisions, or you're making disempowered choices or decisions. In our work, in reproductive health, we always say to people, you know, you can either be pregnant or not pregnant. You can't be half pregnant. So the question now becomes, what am I choosing in every moment, in every decision? Am I choosing an empowered um, response? Am I choosing a disempowered response? And those are the questions you have to ask yourself daily. Yeah, one of the things that um, that's really coming across to me as you all are uh, discussing the book, Your Empowerment GPA, and the work that you're doing is... Um, if I had to wrap it up into uh, a simple phrase for me, this is not your term, but mine, I would say that you all are helping people create a paradigm shift. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, so, you know, and you can't see what you can't see and you can't outperform your own consciousness. Exactly. So by creating a paradigm shift allows people to see possibilities to see potential, to see opportunities that were there but weren't present to a consciousness that can't see it. Yes, absolutely. You're, you're either there or you're not there. And if you're not there, you can get there, but you have to take steps to get there. And you can't get to one place by using tools that are not aligned to that place. You can't get to prosperity 
from a space of being a victim of thinking poverty, talking poverty, talking lack. You get to prosperity by putting yourself in a state of prosperity, thinking it, talking it, acting it, reacting from that space, and so on. To help all of these uh, states, you have to get there from, um, from, from actually putting yourself in the state. And it takes work, and it is a paradigm shift. But until you shift, you can't get to where you, you, you want to be. It's ironic, and that's one of the hardest things for people to get because you, it's, it's not easy to tell someone that in order to be prosperous, you have to become prosperous. In order to be confident, you have to choose to just be confident in spite of the fact that you're feeling a little bit of fear, you're feeling a little bit of, um, you, want, you want to be a victim. We tend to want to be a victim because um, it's easy. It's much easier to be a victim because you don't have responsibility. You don't have to do too much work. You, know, you can always... I mean, good things won't be happening to you very often, but you can always blame someone else for it. You know, and once you can blame someone else, you get off, you get off the hook and you, you feel a little bit freer, you know, a little bit. But within that freedom comes so much torment and torture. And that is why we call it the scam. That's why we say that you, you seem to be free, but really and truly you are in, in prison. And it's not a new concept. I mean, HMLK, they said the same thing, you know, liberty or bondage, which. And, and and it's all about our choices. Yes, yes. Matter of fact, you know, um, I'm one of the primary basic truth principles teachers in our movement. And uh, one of the things that I always emphasize when I'm teaching basic truth principles, too, uh, which is from the book Lessons and Truth that you just quoted by H. Emily Cady, yes. is I think the statement that people just surfacely go past and they don't go back to enough. Which is every man believes himself to be in bondage to the flesh and the things of the flesh. Mm -hmm. All suffering is the result of this belief. And for me, that statement explains the entire human condition. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, which you all are taking and just putting in in 2017 language. Yes. Absolutely. And the thing is, are you I think the thing that we, we, we should primarily ask ourselves is um are we physical beings you know with a little spiritual thing going on or are we spiritual beings having a physical experience because the larger thing the larger part of us is our consciousness the larger part of us is our our spiritual nature and what i loved about what johnny coleman always asks is how big is your god you know, and if your God is, is, is massive and huge, and if you are one with God, if you are part of that beingness, if, if God, if you have access to God, how can those small things that are happening in your world shift you? You must shift it, you know, and the paradigm shift is what places you in alignment with a space that you can say, I am, I am this, I am that, and claim your territory by naming your territory, naming who you are, and what whatever comes of that will come of that 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 thing that you have claimed. Right, but this is what attracted us. I know for me, this is what attracted me to um, the New Thought movement and this whole concept of metaphysics. Because growing up in in, in a traditional Christianity, um, you tend to live from your five senses. You know, nothing exists unless you can touch it, t- taste it, smell it, see it, or hear it. And in metaphysics, you are you are forced to go beyond that kind of thinking. 
and develop what is called a consciousness, which you can't see per se, unless there's a physical demonstration of it. And even the physical demonstration of it is not it. It's just a demonstration of something that is much bigger than you. And so you learn, you know, I hear, I can hear some of my friends in my head saying, okay, but I can, I can, I can demonstrate something or I can bring forth something and I don't have to become it. But usually that is not as lasting. Anybody can do something and, and create something and show something, but not everybody can keep a consciousness that um, sustains it to whatever it is that you want. Yes, yes. We're, it's time for us to take our uh, second and last break. And before we do that, I want to remind everyone that this show, True Transforms, has a Facebook page, True Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Uh, also, uh, the shows are available on iTunes and Stitcher, and you also can do me a very big favor and go on Facebook, on iTunes and Stitcher, and give this show, these podcasts, etc., a five-star rating, write a positive review. It helps the algorithms of Facebook, iTunes, and Stitcher to make sure that the show is actually promoted more. So the more uh, the more positive reviews the show has, the more we can get it in front of people. So if it's making an impact in your life, my request of you is to make sure that you go on and make those reviews. Uh, we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. What if you could experience vibrant health, help heal the planet, and be a great friend to God's animal kingdom through simple choices you make at breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Authors Victoria and Adair Moran say you can do this easily, affordably, and deliciously in their new book, Main Street Vegan. Everything you need to know to eat healthfully and live compassionately in a real world. Loaded with practical tips, straightforward information, and fabulous recipes, Main Street Vegan will help you on your journey toward a plant-based diet. The perks include more energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, feeling younger as you grow older, and maybe even a boost to your spiritual life. Purchase Main Street Vegan from BN.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite bookseller. Where can you hear some of the great spiritual speakers of our day? All in one place. At Unity Village, the evening of October 18th, when the Association of Global New Thought comes to campus. Prepare to be inspired. Hear powerful presentations from Michael Beckwith, Roger Teal, Donna Johnson, Wendy Craig Purcell, Temple Hayes, Ken Gordon, David Goldberg, Kevin Ross, and Unity CEO Jim Blake. If you can't be there, watch on live stream. Visit unityvillagechapel.org. notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
listening to Truth Transforms with Rev. Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I have Michael Holgate and Conroy B. Wilson, the authors of the book, Your Empowerment, GPA. Um, Michael and Conroy, could you let the audience know how they can get in contact with you and when the book will be available? Well, the book um, will be available uh, by the end of October. They we have been guaranteed before uh, that, but we're saying by the end of October, it will be on Amazon and we'll ensure that it is. Um, and so you can also contact us, both Michael Holgate and myself, Conroy B. Wilson. We're on Facebook as Michael Holgate and Conroy B. Wilson. Um, you can either email us also at yourempowermentgpa at gmail.com. Um, that's yourempowermentgpa, which is the name of the book, at gmail.com. Or Willgate Consultants, which is W-I-L-G-A-T-E, consultants at gmail.com. Um, to contact us, or you can contact us through um, the company which we are both directors of, which is the Ashe Company, and that's also on Facebook or on our website, which is the Ashe Company, T H E A S H E Company, spelled out um, dot org. So it's www.theashecompany.org. And All right, I also so have a, I also have a blog, so um, you know people can check out the blog. It's michaelholgate.com. All right. All right. Beautiful. So audience, you know, check them out, you know, uh, check them out. They do good work. So I want to talk about um, a concept that's in the book. I think is really empowering. You call it the tail and the tail. Uh, Could you explain what that means and how it works in our lives? Okay, so uh, this is probably one of the, you know, the key concepts in some of the training work that we did. We do. Um, uh, some years ago, Michael and I had the a privilege of completing um, doing the Landmark um, Forum, um, which is an, an, a forum on education and personal development, which is run in the United States. Um, and out of that, we had the opportunity to apply that concept um, to our work, in addition to the work that we already were doing in behavior change and culture um, and empowerment. Now, the tell and the tale um, is a concept that looks at what actually happened versus what um, you have created, what stories you have created around that. So the tale represents what actually happened, and the tale represents the story that you have created around what happened. Now, most, most often than not, we say to people, take any situation in your life and say, what actually happens? Anything that is not going right or anything that happened that you want to deal with, and we do it a lot in our, in our organization. What actually happened? So you state what we call facts. Um, tell what happened. Not any stories, just the plain old facts. And those usually are consistent. They don't change. In, our, in the context of the church, we would call that the truth. The truth is constant. It doesn't change. And then now we want to look at what is the tale what are the stories that you have created as a result of those facts? So let's say, for example, I'm on this radio show with you, and um, um, you said to me, Conroy, I don't like your book, right? The fact is, you said, Conroy, I don't like your book. 
Now, I could take that fact, that tell, something that you've told me, and I could create a story around it. Um, Rev does not like my book. That means that I'm not good enough. It means that my book is not good. It means that I'm not going to make it. It means that, you know, everybody has always told me that. And so we start to create a whole set of stories or tales around this one fact. And what happens is that now we start to live not in the tale, but we start to live in the tale. We start to live in the story. And we start to create seeds and beliefs and, 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 and various habits and attitudes out of the tale. And that is how we start to govern our lives and live from those stories and those tales that we have told ourselves. And most often than not, those stories and tales are disempowering. And so we go into the victim mode, we go into the complaint mode, we go into the, in the gossip mode. And so we start to choose disempowering states. And the book encourages you to separate the tale from the tale. But the primary fact is when you live in the tale, that's where all of the emotions and feelings and, and disempowerment and unworthiness lie. And when you live in the tale and look from the tale, you can then choose which story you want to um, take from whatever has been said. And you can create a story that empowers you as opposed to something that disempowers you. And you're always free. You're always free to plant a new seed. But you have to be planting a seed from the original, the original tell, and you create a seed. If you are planting, if you are creating new seeds and new stories from the old stories that are negative or disempowering, then you will get more of that disempowering thing in your life because the foundation, the groundation, the the premise on which you are building this. Um, new life, this whole, this um, planting this new seed is faulty and it is disempowering. You, you will only get more disempowerment from that. And so in the book, we suggest that after you've looked at now um, separating the tail from the tail, then you now make a decision as to how you want to deal with the facts. Because we're not saying that facts don't happen and you don't have to deal with them. We're not saying that things don't happen or, or circumstances of that you have to deal with. And the tell and the tale is also not saying that um, um, people are not supposed to face the consequences of their choices, even if they're illegal, per se. Um, so if somebody does you something that is illegal, we're not saying you don't report it to the police if that's the, if that's the required step by law. We're saying that whatever that person does has no power over you because you can still choose what's, what you want to create or what you want to make that mean to you. And so we encourage people within the same space. One of the, re- one of the ways of looking at this is looking at the whole concept of forgiveness and the whole concept of how you take back your power so that when somebody does something, it is not on you, it is on them. Because you only have control over you. You have control over nobody else. So people can do and say whatever they like. And you can choose how are you how you are going to respond to it. How you are going to react to it. If you are going to respond or react any at all. And we are saying in that moment, choose. Make an empowered decision. Make an empowered choice. Make a choice that serves to help you to live your best life now. All right, all right. So, you know, we have about four minutes left. So uh, I want to make sure that the audience is left with just a general overview. If, you know, you just had the two of you just had, you know, a minute, a minute and a half just to say, okay, I want to leave you with this. What would it be? Take responsibility for your life. Your life is your responsibility. 
take responsibility for your life. Um, for me, um, what I'd love people to be left with um, primarily is the tools of empowerment. Be clear about who you are and um, your grounding. Uh, then responsibility, take responsibility for your life, know your platform, and um, be courageous. Be courageous and act from the principles that you know. Do what you know. Uh, and my one thing would be is there are, none of us came to this planet disempowered. None of us came to this planet um, in any state of anything, except that we're living from the premise of we were sent here, we are born and made in the image and likeness of God. And so if we are operating from that premise, that's the first place that we must be operating from, then all of our choices, all of our decisions, all of our actions must be based on that premise and on nothing else. And so that's an empowered, an empowered premise to start from. And that is what your empowerment GPM um, uh, encourages you to do, to make sure that where you're starting from, you're grounding. When you're building a building, you have to make sure that you have the right kind of um, blueprint to build that building or else, you know, there's no building going high up in the air to soar like some of these high rises that we have all over the world. In the same way, ensure that your starting point, your grounding is secure so that you can then live your best life, which is the happy, healthy and prosperous life that you were brought here to live. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. I um. You know, thank you guys for coming on the show. Um, I do also want to take this opportunity to tell you both that the Marcus Garvey um, play musical that you all put on at Panorama of Truth uh, was fantastic. I don't, I can't remember enjoying a musical as much um, in thank person. Um, I, I thought it was empowering. Uh, it was insightful. Um, it was, it was, I, you know. I'm a big believer that place should travel around the world because it's of misinformation uh, about um, the character uh, or the person, uh, Marcus Garvey, and uh, more importantly, uh, showcase the talent of, of, you know, young black youth uh, or or black youth or young adults. Uh, It's just so much talent and creativity in the world. And uh, people need to see people who look like them doing it it does matter um as a culture we can do more and i'm not knocking anybody that does it everybody got to do their thing you know but we can do more than reality tv shows and shaking our behinds um and uh or it's it's it matters that people see what you all are presenting to the world through the ashe uh organization um i'm very proud of the proud of you all um and as a minister in, in the organization um um, I'm saying keep up the good work and you know we're with you thank you thank, thank you, you very so much, much. you know so, so um, so so listeners get the book um, uh, get the book when it's available again you know I would say you know the day whenever it comes out um, you know bum rush it and get it because you know when people buy the book on the same day Amazon pays attention to it so find out what day it's going to post Buy it on the first day. Do what you need to do to support positive, good work in the world, not just for some people, but for all people. And uh, to the UFBL family that listens to this show around the world, we take care of our own. So let's do what we do. Uh, God bless you all. I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Take care. 
Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. In an old Three Stooges comedy skit, Larry would call out to Mo, I can't see, I can't see. Mo would immediately rush to Larry's aid asking, why not? Larry would then smile and say, because I've got my eyes closed. Then, of course, Mo would bop Larry on the head. It is a good idea to pause occasionally to think about what we may not be seeing because our eyes are closed. And preferably do this before we get bopped on the head by circumstances. Is it life that is restraining us or our own limited thinking? When we truly understand that no one can make us think or feel anything unless we give them permission, we begin to see the vastness of our freedom. Open your eyes. Recognize your power to choose how you will focus your thought. Celebrate your freedom. This Law of Life is brought to you by Unity. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. you might feel so alone with your problems you don't know where to turn we invite you to call silent unity the 24 7 prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you every day at any hour listen and relax as you hear the beautiful words affirm the highest and best outcome for you and those you love no matter what's going on in your life silent unity is always standing by the toll-free number is 1-800-NOW-PRAY Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition 
and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.